You are listening to the Young Western Podcast with your hosts, Cheyenne and Montana Donuquette, where we talk about all things from Western lifestyle to your dating stories and honestly everything in between that. <laughs> Hope you enjoy. This episode of the Young Western Podcast is brought to you by Home of the Custom Cattle Tag. With over 300 different novelty hat tags and keyrings, including dog tags and livestock identification, Home of the Custom Cattle Tag has something for everyone. Make sure you head to their website at www.homeofthecustomcattletag.com.au. Oh my gosh, it has been so long, but we are back with another episode of the Young Western Podcast, sort of like a random episode, even though I I 100% had this planned. Yeah, it's a random episode and um, actually, is this the first time we've ever done one in person together? This is the first ever episode that me and Montana have ever done together. Because we started this while I, after I moved. Yeah, so this is the last episode of the 2023 Young Western season, I guess. We have been holding out because you have just been doing the absolute most overseas. You've caught a plane, come home, come straight to Echuca to record this. Yeah. I mean, I flew in for the potty, obviously. It goes without saying. And I just thought that this podcast would definitely be one that uh, was worth waiting for. Yeah. We had had hopes we might get it done earlier, but obviously um, there was world championships to win. Yeah. So we just postponed the app a little bit, but I guess we'll drop it right here in a second surely yeah we are going to have this as our last episode of the 2023 season we will be back in 2024 after a little break where we just get to hang out but firstly i'm just so excited to actually see you it has been a very long time <laughs> yeah i uh, yeah no it's been what it is no it's been another like a year and a half i think since i've been back yeah and i just got in christmas eve morning practically went vegas Worked for a couple of days, straight to the plane, straight to Christmas Eve, which turns into Christmas Day, and now it's Boxing Day. So, by a couple of days, you've been two weeks. Yeah, and you also drove back to Texas. Yeah, didn't you? Vegas, drove to Texas, worked, and then flew eighteen hours from big DF dubs to Melbs. So, I needed that sleep on the plane. Quite frankly, I was I knew that if I Planned it like that, I would be able to sleep most of the way because I'd be tired as shit, and I was. Until by then. Yeah. So if you haven't already guessed, this episode will be all about Montana's recent trip to Las Vegas. Um, if you didn't know, Montana went to Las Vegas to work for work for Busby Quarter Horses, but she went with Brittany Posey. Brittany is riding or was riding one of Busby's horses, Benny. So you and Rylan went to uh, Vegas with Britt and helped her out there? Yeah. Yeah. We, um, so obviously kind of like backtracking, I spent a lot of time over the summer um, with like working for Busby's, but Andrea traveled with Brittany. So we got to spend a lot of time with Britt over the summer and Benny was out there and um, Britt was doing so well on Benny. So she got to take him to the NFR. And honestly, after that summer, um, I was able to go, I got like chosen to go to Vegas with Benny, um, because it's a lot going out there as like one person, but yeah, they kind of, I knew Benny and they wanted someone that knew Benny well enough to be able to go to Vegas. So that was how I came upon that. A lot of people like on TikTok, I guess that didn't know or whatever, 
um, things that, or like were asking how I got the job with Brittany, but I don't work for Brittany. For Vegas, I worked for Benny, which was a real treat because they obviously won the world in the end. Tell us a bit about Benny. Like, what is Benny like? Oh my God. Benny is like the grumpiest, um, like, kind of honestly entitled horse one of you know like the greats are always a little bit that way I think they have to be so arrogant yeah. and they, they're like born winners no matter what they are or like how they're built they're just born winners but um he is he's really big he's pro- he'd have to be 16 hands I think and like built yeah. so big and strong what kind of mare is he out of he's obviously he's like out of a dash yeah by Blazing Jettelina and he's out of a dash to fame mare and she's like had 100% producers. Like mm. every foal she's had has been like phenomenal. So that's kind of like a real magic cross, that is, those babies. Um, but, yeah, Benny is, he won a lot for touring and then kind of came onto the rodeo scene and Britt started um, rodeoing him this summer and just, I mean, it started off she had to kind of tune him up a bit and he was a little bit green, but um, she, did she didn't. Really- like at the start of the season, she wasn't that. Was it this year? Was that the first season she started? Yeah, Benny? she and she ran him at some of the winter rodeos and like Houston and stuff. And um, it took a while for her to get with him. And he's like, he's very, um, he's honestly very like strong-minded, and he's not just like gonna, you know, he he takes like a firm hand. I would say to to get him sorted. So it took her a while to be able to get him winning and setting records and arena records and shit like that. But um, by Reno, she she was running him and she, like, set the new arena record at Reno and honestly it just went uphill from there. Like, she won Caldwell, she won all of the big ones, she won Calgary on him. So it was, like, super exciting to be in that, um, like, in that – it was a pretty small circle, you know. It was kind of like us and Andrew and us girls and then Brittany and her girls. And, um, yeah, it was a really fun summer to watch him. So that was how – I Brittany think, had like the dream year. If leading up to the yeah, NFR, she did. You were traveling like alongside Brittany with Andrea. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we were. It's it's like year, when like, it's your time, it's your time. Like at the start of the summer, Andrea got hurt really bad, and we obviously still went out. But it was like it was Brittany's time, and you know, it's. I I literally always say that. Like, yeah. Like when no it's matter your time, it's your time. You yeah. will like go through a stage where you can like do the wildest things and be so yeah not helping your horse or whatever and, and you'll keep winning not that that's Brittany's case she's a phenomenal rider but yeah you can there, there'll be a time where it's just like your time and this year was Brittany's year and then sometimes you will be doing absolutely everything yeah and it's just not your time yeah well and I mean last last year like last summer I was out there for the, about the last month of the summer and it was the same Brittany and Andrew were traveling together and Brittany just couldn't catch a break like she barely got into the NFR last year she was like I don't know if she was 13th or 14th. Like, she just barely scraped in. And her NFR, she had she just out there Yeah, she had pickles last year and she went around on birdie last year and that was the first time she'd run around in, like, I think she said, like, 11 years or something. Or since 2000. No, 11 years, I think. She hasn't won around. Duke or something? I don't know, but uh, it would have been after Duke, but she hadn't won around in that long and then this year goes to the NFR and wins two. No, one round obviously wins the world. But, yeah, it's just, like... You can be doing everything and it's not your year or you can just, when it's your time, it's your time. But, yeah. Yeah, that was kind of Britney's year this year. And even across, like, Futurities, like, oh my gosh, she had two badass Futurity horses who were just phenomenal mares. And then, like, just, yeah. She Any, top sales, like. Yeah, she had, like, phenomenal sale horses go through the pink buckle sales and it was just, like, 
everything Britney did this year worked, which is just so cool. It would be cool to be around. Yeah. I mean, it was like, and we had to kind of, I obviously I know, but it was kind of, there would be a couple new people would come in and we would be like, just know that this isn't normal. Like yeah. we're going to every rodeo and winning everything. That's not normal. Like, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was a pretty phenomenal year in summer. And then that's how I got to go to the NFR with Benny and with Brittany. Okay, and Brittany also had two other horses at the NFR. Yeah, Brittany took – You, like, I guess was helping look after as well. Yeah, we Benny just – was obviously the main horse she ran. But. Yeah, we just, um, we just like, shared it between me and Rylan. And Rylan's been around Brittany since she was, like, a small child, so she knows everything about the way Brittany works. Um, they're, like, super good friends. So she took uh, Birdie and then Titan as backups and then the lefty, the grand entry horse. And they were just they were just there as you know. Obviously, Brittany's been to the NFI I think like seventeen times, so she knows to take your back up horses. But you kind of ride the wave, like whatever is working and what's going well, and providing the horses staying fresh and doing really well. I mean, it's yeah, it's um she knows what she's doing. So we had the four horses. She ran Birdie once on the round where we had to make a slack, but it was a performance, but I don't know. People I was going to say, let's go back to rolling into Vegas. Firstly, there's a whole vibe around that. I would assume like yeah. even just tiny little things I try and think of like, you know, rolling into Mount Isa on Rodeo Week's pretty yeah. cool. Like rolling over the hills into Vegas yeah. on NFR Week with, especially with the year Brittany had had and stuff, I feel like the vibe would have just been pretty high. Yeah. And it's kind of like, I think I said, like, I think Vegas is a little bit like Mount Isa, but just like a, a thousand times bigger. But it's like Vegas is in the middle of the desert if you've yeah. never been. It's literally in the middle of the desert. You come over like a massive mountain range and if you're flying in, there's nothing and then you see a massive city. And if you drive in, you just come over the mountain range and there's Vegas. And within it's like, like desert. Yeah, it's it. full of desert. And within like 15 minutes from coming over the mountain range and coming down the hill, like the freeway, you're in like – close up in the middle of vegas it's so weird yeah you're with, you're in the strip within like i'd say like minutes. 20 minutes yeah from like the outside to the inside when you think melbourne goes for like yeah three hours hour either side two hours either side yeah it's pretty crazy but um we yeah we drove from texas got into vegas and Brittany stays off site like at a private place which obviously she's done for years so we kind of rolled in there, got set up, and there's a bunch of, not there's a bunch, I mean, there is a bunch if you're a competitor of, like, other obligations and shit, but there's, like, back number ceremony, they have, like, a WPRA lunch thing, there's, like, grand entry practices all before it even starts, so you do have to get there a little bit early and, like, you want your horses to settle in and stuff, obviously, so. Yeah. Yeah. We got in there, I think we left Saturday morning, got into Vegas, like, Sunday afternoon. Do many people stay at the NFR grounds or do most people stay offside? No, a bunch of people do as they stay in there. I think that the main people that would stay offside would be, like, bow racers and a few, say, like, team ropers and calf ropers, I know, stay offside. And it's, like, um, just for your company, your horse mainly? or Yeah, there's, like, set up um, stalls, like, stables, which are just – they're all temporary. So it's, like, temporary. There's kind of smaller stalls that are just – don't have a bunch of space, and then they have, like, a big tent roof things over all of them. But um, it's really – the stalls are small, but it also is right beside the airport, and it's so loud. Like, if you're talking to someone – like hear like talking you can't hear them when the airplanes come over that's how yeah. and obviously it's vegas so there's airplanes going over all the fucking time so 
it gets very like loud and there's lights on all night and shit. So it just obviously depends on your circumstances. But if you can stay off site, I I think your horses are going to get a better rest. Yeah. But yeah. it just depends how far. We only, the place we stay at was less than, it was like 10, 12 minutes away. So yeah. it was pretty easy. It didn't take a bunch of time out of your day, like driving in and out. Yeah. Because I think we calculated you would have to drive in. It was like, how many rounds is there? 10 rounds, 20, and then all the practices. It yeah. was like. And there's practices every second morning, but because of the 30 times you were driving in and out. Yeah. Which, like, if it was far, like, I would say if it was anything over, the, like, 30 minutes, you'd consider staying in there. Because they have, like... Um, 30 times in 10 days is a lot. Yeah, exactly. And I heard um, Fallon said something on a TikTok about her mare was really bad at trailering. So she's like, I stayed in there. And, like, granted, if it was, you know, your horse in, like, trailering or something, you would stay in there. Yeah. Because you can get them out and there's... um like a big arena pad and shit out there that you can ride them around on. You can't really turn them loose, but you can get them out and exercise them and stuff every day. Yeah, cool. So you rolled in. I think we have to talk about the crazy incident that happened yeah. that was so scary um, that, like, made postponed the, the whole NFR. NFR. Yeah. We, well, so we, like, rolled in. I think the next day after you go in is the back number ceremony and it's, like, a full – formal event i didn't really know what to expect i freaking hate getting dressed up i realized like i just was uncomfortable the whole time so i'm not posting any of those photos but um i just hate getting dressed up like i'm not a fancy girl like literally let me go out in like jeans Jeans and and a top yeah i do not want to be in fancy place anyway but like some of these i mean all all of the bow races honestly look that hot like you know sometimes it's like an outfit that you're like oh don't really vibe that all of the bow races i think looked amazing yeah and like the yeah anyway so there's the back number ceremony and that I goes quickly people probably wouldn't realize unless they've been involved in it just how late some of these like back number and buckle ceremonies and things are and like yeah the literal hours yeah that these competitors are awake like yeah and like everyone's trying to get a nap in because i mean the back number thing i can't remember when that was i think there was a back number then there was a day off and then it started but um i think the day off was because no i think there was a day off anyway oh okay and then it starts because maybe the back numbers on like tuesday then i think there was like wednesday off and then it starts on thursday but thursday was the wpra thing which is just the bow races i guess where they get like the trophy the saddles for qualifying yeah and that was pretty cool because they like gave them all a chance to have like a speech and talk all the bow races um so that was really cool just like it was kind of like coolest to listen to i mean they were all kind of cool but like you got different insights into them a little bit yeah but um yeah it was like and joe beaver whenever he commentates something i swear i could listen to him all day that man yeah so he did that well they all did that and then there's a bunch of other like presentations and shit at that thing but i mean it's a free lunch which we love (laughs) and then they had all these they give them a bunch of other super cool um like awards for qualifying like Ooh. really cool like frames and chairs just like really thoughtful stuff that i was like wow this stuff is so cool so like embroidered stuff and yeah like yeah. um chairs i don't know it was a bunch of random stuff but it was super cool and um they get so all of the um companies that sponsor usually sponsor product as well right and and like all of the competitors who qualify get like boots and all these different things as well yeah yeah like if you have personal sponsors you do but then um i think that the the saddle thing that qualifying saddle girls like 
companies put in to put a saddle up like they to the qualifiers, yeah. yeah. And then I think it's like whoever gets them type thing. But um, we went to that and that was super cool. Uh, what's her name? Uh, oh, my God, I can't say what's her name. But Martha Josie talked. She's so funny. Really? Yeah, like she's like such a vibey older lady but like still dressed to the nines and like she took the microphone off joe beaver and was just having a laugh like she's a funny lady what a legend yeah i haven't obviously like seen her or anything in person i saw her i was like oh my god that's her so that was super cool and then the thursday morning is the grand entry practice and that was at like 11 30. so we went in there and we only took the grand entry horse because before that we'd had like morning practices maybe they started on like wednesday and that's at like I think it starts at like six thirty or seven actually, but we have to get in there at six thirty. And so the girls will like cruise their horses through or whatever, and then the people will ask like if the ground's good or like you know if there's anything they can improve. And that's kind of why they have the practice the day before it starts so they can see how the ground is. Yeah, right. So that was the ground. Did they change the ground? I don't know because I didn't get to watch that one. We were just like out the back because she took all three, but um. Yeah, I think it was pretty good from the start. I mean, it's kind of like NFR ground. I guess they have to bring it in every time, but yeah, it wasn't that bad. I don't think they, I don't think they had to make any major changes. Yeah, and so do they have a time limit limit on that? Like, if every girl has three or four horses or something, I think they have like either an hour and a half or two hours, depending on the day. And like, it feels like it's taking forever, but they all just go and line up in the alleyway, and there isn't really a time limit. I don't think. I think they can maybe. Maybe I think they can go through the pattern once and then they have to go back and line up again if they want another go. Oh, okay. So you kind of just like, yeah. Yeah, like you go yeah. in the arena, go around the pattern once or whatever you want you to do. You take that needs plenty of work in probably first. Yeah, and then you just go back if you want another go, go back to the back line in the alleyway. But, yeah, it's. I mean, it seemed like everyone got their turns most of the time, like throughout the practices. But, yeah, they have like an hour and a half or two hours just depending when it is. And then... I'm get jumping around. Anyway. So you said a practice on Wednesday. On a Wednesday, yeah. And then, and then when's the grand entry practice? Thursday. So you and start, start. come in early Thursday morning? Well, the grand entry practice was like 11, and so we had to come in, do that, go back out, come back in for the round on Thursday. No, but so we probably need to talk about what actually happened. Well, yeah. So we were in there at like 11 11.45 it started. So we, uh, because she only had the one horse, she was, Brittany was like on him and um because it's like a real pattern type thing and there's so every competitor has to do the grand entries there's so many people on and horses so many people also talk about like the fines at the nfr like yeah the fines are crazy if you there's so many fines for are dumb late shit. to be nfr if you're not in the grand entry all of yes yeah. like you get fined for like taking too long in the box taking too long in the alleyway like there's a little PRCA pin. If you don't wear it on your shirt, you get like a $1,000 fine. Wow. Yeah. And Brittany forgot hers one night and Rylan had to run. It would have had to be like a K up and back to get her fine because Brittany's uh, – to get her pin because Brittany's like, I'm not getting fined. And it was lucky she did that because the night that she did that was the night she won the round. And she's like, I would have like – they would have seen it in the interviews that I wasn't yeah. wearing it. So – there's a bunch of stuff you get fined for so that's why they have to like come everyone has to come in for this grand entry practice and um so we got to go up and sit in the stands and watch it like just there's no one there you know and we were sitting there and they were all in the um alleyway and then they said over the announcer like can everyone come into the arena and some of the girls on the horses started coming in to try and like they were like confused but they were thinking like we're starting the practice so some of the girls came in and they were like no 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 don't practice just get everyone in and then 
Everyone was kind of taken a while because they didn't know what the fuck was happening. And then they were like, get in the arena. So then the arena was like so arena everyone floor. was on horses, like yeah. every competitor. Yeah, except I think the bareback riders don't have to do the arena entry. Okay. But everyone was in the arena on their horses and they didn't say anything, but we got told that there was like active shooter at the university right across the – it's like not even a road probably. It's, it's on just, the same – Yeah, uh, the university land, owns it? the Thomas and Mac. Right. And then I guess I let – they like sub it out for things. So um, they said there was an active shooter and we were all just like sitting there for like an hour. There's everyone sitting in the arena waiting on their horses. Everyone's like family and stuff that came to watch or brought the horses in were just sitting there. And then after like an hour and probably longer, they were like, there's just a bit of a situation going on next door. They never really said what was going on. Oh, so at this point they still hadn't confirmed. They that... haven't like said it out loud to us. We've been told what was happening. And then and they started... had their phones on them, right? Yeah. yeah. So, every... so we started like Googling and stuff. We figured it out. And then um, after a bit, like over an hour, they were like, all right, we need everyone that's sitting in the stands, like in the crowd to come down onto the arena floor, like in the arena with the horses. And we're like, what the fuck? So it was kind of get, got a little bit scary there. And then we had to go climb the fences and shoot, climb into the arena. So I um, just want everyone to know that I have stood on the Thompson Mac floor. I was going to grab a handful of dirt, but it felt like not the right time. So we were all standing there for probably like 15 minutes and people, and oh yeah. And then while we're standing down there, we kind of like heard um, like shouting and stuff. And you could see up or, like, you could hear where it was coming from. Like, the SWAT team came in and had to go through all the building up the top, like, the seats and, to- oh I mean, gosh. toilets and stuff. So they were, like, shouting, like, trying to find someone in the bathrooms because I just still don't know. But someone said there was two shooters. Someone said there was one. So they were going through the whole building and then this lady came down the stairs and was, like, the boss lady of the SWAT team or whatever. She was, like had a big gun on her and stuff and she was like all right we're going to open up the end roller door were people freaking out i mean some people were but like you know it's like cowboys they're just like oh fuck like hanging out you know Hmm. but there was like like it was like an hour and a half and there was a lady there with a tiny little baby i was like that would fucking suck yeah and so we were just locked in the building at this stage and after like maybe 15 minutes the lady came down the stairs and she was like we're going to open the um like the door at the end of the alleyway we're gonna open up the gate and everyone needs to leave out there like you can go back to your trailers just get out of the building because now they were like we have to make sure the shooter's not in this building so everyone so at ex- this point they still hadn't found the shooter well i don't know because i still don't know what exactly happened because i thought that the shooter like committed suicide or whatever but i still don't really know but it seemed like at that stage they still haven't found him because we all walked out the alleyway and out the gate and headed back towards the trailers and there was like two choppers circling the Thomas and Mac and like they were really low and they were circling for ages and then um we all got out went back to the trailers and we still like didn't know anything about what was happening and like we didn't know if the grand entry practice was still going to be on or like if we were going to redo but we kind of assumed we weren't doing a redo because pretty serious situation and redo the like practice oh yeah and so we packed up and went back to the um trailer or back to the place and it was like it was late-ish by this stage probably like two o'clock or something and by then they'd already like postponed the 
around that was meant to run that night because, I mean, it was a pretty bad situation. And, yeah, that was that. But then that they took them a while to decide what they were going to do with that round because kind of like from our perspective being behind the thing, I was like, they're not going to not run that round. You know, they have all the prize money. That's how they they, they decide over 10 rounds. So yeah. I, from I was like, they're not going to cancel it and not run it. So they it took them a few days to decide, but then – they put that round onto the following Wednesday morning at like 10 o'clock or something like that. And they didn't have any crowd, like spectators. They just gave every competitor 10 tickets to go up and watch because um, the competitors get like an allowance of tickets, but they still have to pay for them. I kind of thought they didn't have to pay for them. Ooh, but they have to pay for the tickets. Yeah. Like they get, say, and like. They sell them sometimes. Yeah. Because like, they get good seats. Yeah. I think so, yeah. But, like, they have the option to buy however many tickets. So oh. then, like, competitors had bought, say, you know, five tickets for their friends and family, and they were like, well, now you're giving everyone ten tickets. So um, uh, they ended up getting their money back on that, but it was kind of a shit fight too. But So what was that round like? Was it very – Yeah. Round? Well, I didn't go in for it, but it was just like they still ran – they still had, like, the acts and shit, I think, yeah. They still had, like, some of the acts and stuff, but they didn't have a grand entry and they didn't have any spectators except the family. But it still filled it, like, not to the second row, I'm pretty sure, from videos and stuff I saw. Like, there was people to, like, the first lot. You know, there's, like, two. Oh, like, two the first s- lot of seats. Yeah. Yeah. And um, they still streamed it and everything, but it was just a bit quicker. It ran a bit quicker because they didn't have a bunch of the other stuff in the middle. So. Yeah. My side of that story was I'd just been talking to you um, back and you just said, yeah, we've just got here. Obviously, there hadn't been around, so I was like ringing being like, what is it like, blah, blah, blah. It sounds yeah. like standing in the alleyway and you were going to grand entry practice. You're like, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to do it now. Anyway, I was like, oh, yeah, cool. And a little bit later I went on Snapchat and I seen someone posted a video of these two choppers circling the Thomas and Mac and they just wrote there's an active shooter in the Thomas and Mac <laughs> and I was like people are so chill on Snapchat I was like oh cool that's where Montana is so I called you and you were like hello and I was like hi like are you okay and you're like yeah and I was like what are you doing you're like oh just waiting I was well, like, what do you really, mean like, we sat in there for like an hour when you called me and, I was and like, like I didn't know, know what yeah and they just like hadn't really told you what was going on it was yeah. very scary from like back here like none of us we were like surely not yeah i know same i was like everything i swear since i've come over here the most dramatic shit's happened i'm like is this normal everyone's like it's not normal i swear i was like fucking america i'm telling you this does not seem normal i mean to be honest shootings are common in america hell of a lot more common than here that's for sure extremely more common unfortunately yeah um so a little bit of a shaky start to the NFR. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit, but, um, yeah, they just postponed that round, I guess, the following Wednesday and then started, like, round one on Friday or whatever. Yeah. So that was that. But, yeah, we started round one on Friday and it was just a whole a whole experience, but obviously a very good one because Brittany – won the world with record numbers. So we kind of, um, I think after like maybe the fifth or sixth round, she 
she stayed on Benny the whole time except for that Wednesday morning round when she ran birdie. And I think up until she got on birdie, she'd won or placed in all but one round or every round or something. Like he was just finding his feet and getting consistent because it's so – I know they say it on camera, but I sat and watched a couple of the practice rounds like from the shoots and it is so – the first is just right there. Like it's so blind. You know, yeah, like yeah. it really is. I know they say it, but it really is. So, it's a really small course. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, she just kind of found her feet and worked her way up and picked up enough checks. So I think after like the sixth or seventh round, um, we kind of thought that she had the title, like she'd won enough to be far enough in front that no one could catch her. And then um, she won the seventh round, I'm pretty sure. And um, so we got to go to South point yeah south point for the buckle ceremony and yeah like that is late i think it starts at actually think it starts at no well because she won the seventh round that was the round that they had round six and seven the same day so they did round six buckle ceremony at like nine then round seven at ten but it didn't start till like 11 because there's so many people there doing speeches and shit but um yeah it's at the casino and i guess they have like a bit of a room thing that they hire out with like a stage and the, the screen south and stuff. point also is a long way from like the strip and everything yeah but it was super close to where we stayed oh okay but it is like 10 15 minutes from the strip and the thomas and mac like it is it's kind of weird in that way because yeah. like thomas and mac is out of town it's not near the strip so if you were say coming to watch or if you're like um about where staying in town you've got to drive to the thomas and mac drive to the south point or uber but you get a car if you're actually competing but um yeah we went to south point and like if you're kind of a part of like the person that won the round you can go you go out the back with them and they take you on stage and it was just like they thank everyone they go through so every... you went on stage and everything yeah i went on stage what was i was hiding like? in the back because i'm literally scared but it was Why? cool what are you scared of i don't know humans in general but no it's like out the back they just have like freaking beer and whatever you want you know alcohols <laughs> but yeah we hung out the bowery's second last to present so it took a long time but they give you the round wind buckle and like after she wins the round she has to get off get back get on that grand entry horse thing thing and then they have to do a bunch of interviews afterwards so like you can't really be there you can't be there and not have someone help you. Yeah, because you've got to give your horse to someone. Yeah, you, you have to literally to the panels. Yeah, you have to get off and give your horse straight to someone else. And a bunch of people do. Most of the people do have like outside help. Like they'll bring someone else to want to help you because there's just so much in it. Like um, after the bell race, they run the bull ride. Well, it Brittany, like if you win a round, you have to get directly off your horse onto a grand entry horse right yeah you have to get straight off your horse onto the and it's like intense back there like the guys are not fucking around <laughs> and because they also have like the rodeo has to be finished by a certain time every night i just due to probably america wanting the people to go straight to the pokies and um Pokey. the, the pokies and uh so straight off the horse if you win the round like onto and then interviews for the cowboy channel and shit and then um, you have to be at South Point by like nine or ten or whatever time they want to run it. So, um, and also it goes bow race and bull ride, and they run the bulls back through like a laneway, and the laneway goes between the Thomas and Mac and like the rodeo, the 
horses. So you have to ski it back there to get across the laneway actually twice so that you don't get stuck on the other side before the bull ride or when the bull ride's on because they shut those gates. So um, we, I mean, in the end, we're not in the end. We started pretty early on timing ourselves, like how quickly we could get it done. And granted, there was two of us, like most times the people will just have like one person driving in and out with their horses and shit, but there was two of us because we're spoiled. So we would like, um, the bow race would start at like 7.45 and then we would get back there um, ice, like unsaddle, give him water, ice his legs, and then we – And put him on the trailer. And put him on the trailer, yeah, because it was like 10, 15 minutes to get back. So we ended up like one of our um, actually PBs, personal bests from the trip was I think getting out of there at 8.09. We were driving out there. Wow. Yeah, so – How long's the walk back like from the Thomas and Matthew Park? Uh, actually, I did a video of it yeah. and I think in real time it was like three and a half minutes. Oh, bit of a walk? Yeah, it's definitely a walk and it's like – it's just like not set up for horses at all yeah. but i mean it's, it is what it is but yeah we'd get him back ice him and then by the time we got back to the place we would take those off like sweat him and like blanket everyone and just do all the different stuff like because it's not just one horse like there's four horses there that need water feed and stuff but you kind of get very routined and um yeah it was good and i was i mean i'm so glad there was two of us but yeah for the people, I guess, whose dream is to work at the NFR or something, though, you're not doing all that, then getting dressed up, going out in town, then getting up at 4.45 oh, to... hell no. And I'm so far past my partying stage. And, like, even I think um, staying, like, I've gone there a couple of times. Oh, I've gone there once. I've stayed in Vegas twice, once for the rodeo, once other times. And, like, just being in the casinos and shit, like, living in, if you stay in a casino that air it's disgusting so yeah. i think i honestly liked it the so trailer, much better like, you all get sick yeah i liked it so much better but staying out in the trailer like slightly out of town i i went in a casino like once or twice and i swear i like instantly thought i was sick <laughs> this is so disgusting <laughs> literally i was like oh my god i need fresh air right now so i think that that helped in like me not getting sick and rylan not getting sick whereas everyone else that stayed in town got sick because you're just yeah. in that disgusting air so um yeah, it's, it is a whole thing and it's like by the time we would finish with the horses, say like 9.30, 10, like I just wanted to go to bed because yeah. you're back up at like 5 to feed before you go to practice. Yeah. So, I mean, if you can do it and party, pop off. But I also like I didn't want to. I'm there to work. Like I'm, I'm it's not It's a pretty really... cool experience. Like, you know. Yeah, I would rather like do it and not be hungover and disgusting than – go out and party and be like oh my god do many of like the competitors party do you reckon i don't really know i mean we um we didn't really like go out at all we went out once after the 10th round um and like there was competitors out and i think it depends like i think some people i feel like it's a little bit either like and the bow races, you know, some of them are, like, older with kids, so they're not really, like, wanting to go out. But I've seen a few, like, calf ropers and shit out, bull riders out. But I think you're kind of either, like, a party animal or you're completely not. I feel yeah, like that's like what the so NFR people the are. Way. Yeah. Like, they're either – They're either they're so keen it's at Vegas because they're just going to not sleep for 10 days or – Yeah, exactly. And, like, they can. But I just – I simply would couldn't. But I think some people do party like that. and I mean, shit, if I won the world after the 10th round, I'm probably going to have a bit of a go. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, you, see, you see people around a lot, honestly. 
like rodeo people if you do yeah it, it, vegas turns into rodeo haven yeah and they act they say it's like some of the biggest event in vegas or whatever like it's crazy really? yeah they say it's like i mean nothing else really runs there for that long and like yeah i guess it's everywhere there's cowboys everywhere but i did hear on tiktok the other day i just came across like club promoter from vegas and he was like rodeo week is the worst week for us all year because rodeo people don't want to go to like nightclubs rodeo people don't club not american rodeo people they don't club (laughs) i think australian rodeo people might but not american rodeo people so yeah they're more like i don't know gambling i guess sitting at bars and shit they're just bar boys yeah so it was um crazy intense hectic but yeah, I think after say what this. What was a day in the life as a NFR groom for Brittany Posey World Champion? Well, like a practice morning, we would get up at uh, like 5, 5.30 and feed them so they could eat before we took them into practice. And sometimes she would take all three to ride. Sometimes she would just take two. Like she would just figure out who was her first in line, who was her second in line, like and go from there. Um, and then we would leave at like 6.15 to get in there by 6.30, do practice till like 8, kind of ice again, say after she rode, be back at the place by like 8.39. Then like clean stalls, we accuscoped every single day. Um, is accuscope like a tens or a machine? I don't know what a tens machine is. Uh, but it's like, from what I understand of it, and this was probably going to butcher it, um, it's like regenerating the cells. Say so like if they like have an injury or if it's like for maintenance, it's just like keeping recovery. their yeah, recovery and stuff yeah. like that. And it's like the little gold plates. It looks like a it looks like something from the olden days. It it's like a weird looking look like machine. A tens machine. Yeah. So a tens machine is like a little vibe thing you put on your body. Like you put these little stickers on, yeah. turn it on and it can like pulse. Or... Yeah. I bet it's like that. And they said it started in humans with like sports like high-end sports people and then they like why don't you use this on horses so we've seen like good results with with, like recovery from injuries but yeah Brittany has a whole machine so well actually and either if we went into practice marty the vet would look at them all before she rode them and he would come out every single day and look at these horses like it's not just like for Brittany, it's not just like a oh get on and run them type thing like they would have the vet look at him every single day and then when we would get back from what the vet do? Would he like lameness? He'll just trot them up every day, yeah. Yeah. Make sure they're looking fresh and like if he thought there was anything that they needed. But honestly, those horses have everything they needed. Like I swear Benny came out looking better. Yeah. Like by the tenth they're round. So fit by that point. They just... Yeah. And like it's he was like he didn't get tucked up or anything. Like he looked amazing and they all That's looked amazing. Probably half the key to to having like one reason why you do have to have such an arrogant kind of horse is that kind of stuff doesn't bother them yeah exactly and i think most of those good horses that have ran all year that made the nfr are that stupid tough like and it's but finicky and like yeah but like it's a long it's a long time say i mean we ran over nine days which 10 runs in nine days but if it's like but nine or ten days, practices, you've got to yeah. get in the early form. Yeah, and like we we're lucky that those horses had bigger pens than the stalls, and like we could turn them out. And Marty would look at them every day. Then we would get back. The chiropractor would do them like fully, like massage gun to keep the blood moving. Chiropractor them if anything was out. But it was just like a whole thing. Clean stalls. We would be done by say like at the start twelve, but we got so much faster. So like <laughs> ten thirty, eleven, and then you just have like a small window of do something get some lunch because we would have to leave the house by three to get back in there so um 
honestly, there was one day that we went to Cowboy Christmas to get some jeans that because we knew we wanted them, jeans and a hat. And then other than that, like there was just different things on one day. We had to take the rope horse in, figure out to rope off at South Point, like because there's so massive team roping like going on. 35 times probably. Yeah, we went in a bunch. And then, yeah, we had to go to South Point too because they have a massive team roping at the casino. So we took Lefty in there and Garrett won like 20-something grand on him just like in a couple runs. He's by their stallion as well, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, he's by a guy with proof. He's the cool, he's super cool. He's so sweet. It's is like, he out of a, like a cow horse or is he out of a bow racing horse I too? can't remember what Lefty's out of. It would be a bow racing horse, I think. But Brittany Bow raced him as well and she did really well on him. Um, and then Garrett needed a team roping horse and he's just like, he's so sweet. Like he's just like a character, he's sweet, he's funny. Yeah. So we had Lefty there and, yeah, it was honestly just like either grab some lunch if there was like any friends, which none of mine, <laughs> I adopted Ryland's friends, but we would like go and catch up with them. But there wasn't that much time like during the day to go like freaking gift shopping yeah, or yeah, shit yeah. like that, you know. One day we did go to the um, roller coaster in New York, New York, and I swear like, I don't know what what is wrong with me, why I've become such a pussy, but like for hours I had the biggest headache and I was like, oh, my God, I feel like I'm violently hungover. But like it was just from going on a roller coaster. So, yeah. I mean, the roller coaster wasn't that bad, but good Lord, when you're an old girl like me, you can't just hack it you're like you used to. Yeah, she was. I went to the Melbourne show this year and it rocked my socks. <laughs> not going to lie. I remember when we used to be cool. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah. Um, I guess like Vegas as a, a working and Vegas – going to watch the NFR and I mean probably no surprise to anyone but it is vastly different experiences oh it's vastly different and I would do it the way I did it this year every year number one because obviously she had a great year and like being part of that team and like being recognized for it was so cool um but like I just like that's the side I want to be on like I'm not you would have to be I do get some people you know I've heard a few people kind of complain about it and whatever and how hard it is and oh, yeah. I might get that if I wasn't as passionate for it as you and me are like I I would have no doubt if I did it I would feel the same like I would love it I've worked even yeah. cutting shows like yeah you don't sleep you're up at like three in the morning riding cutting horses and you're like no but this is fucking awesome like I love these horses and yeah and it's like, cool it's so it is hard work and it's like exhausting physically mentally blah blah, blah. but like I literally got to go there and work for the best in the world. And even if she was having a shitty year, like you get to see it and experience it. And like, I'm not going to lie, I feel like I have an upper hand so that one day if I ever make it there, like I know the ropes of like what goes on and what's the best way to do it. Like we asked, I was like to Brittany, have you ever come here and not had help? She's like the first year I ever made it. Um, I think she had her parents help her. And she's like, after that, I I needed someone to come. You know, it's just like what's Brit's vibe there like I know a few girls will not touch their phones and not go on social media and like be really strict with that kind of stuff and um you know I would assume like we've already talked about if you win around you kind of just throw your horse and disappear like what would her day kind of be like is she like that really strict with that kind of stuff or she's not like she's very chill with stuff and she's obviously been there so many times and like she's learnt from like mistakes and shit but um she's very chill honestly like we'd take say however many horses in there and she'd just like exercise some before the right before the round because they needed it and like she's like oh got a second before I run yeah literally and she'd just like hang out and she knows exactly when to get on how long it's going to take to get up there like she'll be sitting there on TikTok probably watching like Taylor Swift or something like she has funny (laughs) funny little interests um she's just like 
so like set in herself too. She just kind yeah. of like I think she nothing could I don't think anything could like rock her before a run. Yeah. And like change the outcome that she she's like, oh well, I just know like what I'm here for. And yeah, she's just chill and it doesn't have any I mean, I don't think she has any like weird superstitions or anything, you know? Yeah. Like I don't think that much could yeah she's very interesting to be around to see like what she values what she doesn't put that much value on like just the things that are important to her before i run like make sure they're done make sure they're the way they should be um is there anything that has surprised you that she's very like you're like oh wow maybe i should be paying more attention to this or <sighs> not that much i mean the only thing she's kind of uh, she, like you have to feed on time even so and that was like over the summer when we'll be driving like they would always get fed at four and fed at seven or seven thirty. But granted, like if we had a super late night or whatever, she'd be like, "You can give them an extra thirty minutes." But they're very like routine on their feeding, and that's about it, honestly. But it's um, she has the little things like the acuscope. She obviously really believes in that, and like the beamer blanket stuff like that. Like there's different things that she uses every time and really believes in. It seems to me that she's really big on just the general well-being yeah and like just keep it simple and she's very she's very neat too like she keeps like her trailer is so tidy and organized that like it keeps everything else easy you know like everything flows and like just the simple things she's put into place and like the sim she just values all the simple things to make everything else easier yeah yeah she has a big value on just keeping these horses comfortable making sure they're healthy no like gimmicky shit it's just yeah it's what it is yeah and um yeah it's just like it was really interesting to be around and what else are we we the 10th round she she was leading the average but only just like she had like 0.2 or 0.3 on cassie and cassie made a run in the 10th round and hit a barrel and we were like oh fuck like all she has to do now he didn't look like knocking a drum either no the whole 10 rounds rounds, like yeah nine rounds he was so honest and we were like okay well now she just pretty much has to not hit a barrel and she should get it she hit a barrel in the 10th round (laughs) and we because we were like like we have this britney's kind of like such a she she knows what to get done you know we were like she'll get it done and then she hit a barrel so that put her out of the average and lisa won the average god bless her like Lisa's such a G. She's so cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she was just like, well, fuck. Like, I I thought we had that. But um, anyway, there was a couple other records she got that year, so that was fine. Yeah, like does from what I've talked to you so much about and and just, you know, traveling with her and whatever, it doesn't seem like she's someone that that would re- she'd be like, oh, oh, that wasn't really perfect was it yeah like to me she'd be the person that's like well fuck next year i have to go and win the average you know but she's not like stewing on it for a long time i mean i'm sure it hurt like we were all like fuck but you know that's his ninth run in there and like yeah so she um and he like loped out of there and still run a five or something like and he was looking as good as ever it was just it was just what it was so she yeah, won the world, set like she set the season earnings record before the NFR and then after all her winnings at the NFR, she set like the new season earnings record after the NFR, you know? Um, wow. So, yeah, she had a phenomenal year and it was just like. What did she, like round 10, did you party, whatever? We just had like a nice steak dinner at her favourite steakhouse and 
she pretty much like what at like 10 or 11 o'clock at night? yeah yeah i think so because i they don't do any presentation for the world at south point like they do it all in the arena afterwards oh, okay. like i thought maybe they would do it at south point as well but they just do it all in the arena on that podium and shit afterwards and they they have to again like they have to get a bunch of photos and interviews and stuff so um yeah i mean it was pretty late by the time we we obviously went got the horses back um settled in then we went when I and she like it's so funny because probably probably this is gonna sound so hippie but I like manifested doing working for Brittany and the NFR because like I seen a photo one time I was like huh that would be really cool to do like but it seems so far out of reach and then like what kind of photo was it it was a photo of um like Brittany at the NFR or whatever and I was like hmm I wonder how it would be to work for her at the NFR like wow and then freaking like probably three years later it's not that long ago honestly. But back then, like, she was such a, like, famous person to me. Like, like she was so, so distant. Yeah, yeah, distant, out of reach. And then um, after at, at the dinner thing that we went to and then it was in the casino. So she, like, went to the bathroom, was walking back, and, like, we passed her and there was literally, like, people stopping her to take photos. And I was like, oh, fuck, like, that, you know, that's what it is. But we got up to the thing. She's like, take my back number off. I can't. <laughs> like, it's, there's, you know, there's so many people and she's trying to enjoy kind of like family time. Yeah. And um, so who went to dinner? Just you? I mean, there was a big, uh, like a big bunch of us, like yeah. friends and close, like close friends, family and stuff, just like to celebrate it because we kind of could organize that before because we knew she'd won the world. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it was just super cool, super. It was just like a bit of a weird like full circle moment of being like huh that's kind of cool yeah <laughs> because like when you're in it it's so hard to value it i think yeah yeah because it's like oh it's just another day you're just like you're just, just benny strapper you're, you're just, just yeah. yeah like i'm just like at the back with brit being like all right what are we bloody doing next you know so yeah. um i think it's a weird thing and so i think i glamorize it very well on tiktok because people are like, oh, my God, how do I do this, blah, blah, Like, you could work for Brittany, but she's a very hard person and you would learn so much from it. But, like, you have to be willing to put yourself aside for a little while. and like You would have to be extremely dedicated to a cause, not even necessarily to your cause. Your cause. Yeah. Like, to win that much and be that kind of person and whatever, everyone needs to be purely on your team. Yeah, exactly. It's not just a job. Like, if you're – if that was an all year round thing, you sort of, yeah, like you're living over there with no family. No, you've got two horses, but it's not like you're going home to like all your family, your partner, all of your extra hobbies and things like that. That is your life now. And it's for a purpose. Like you're doing it in the long run to learn and, and build connections and whatever, but it does take so much. Yeah, exactly. And I think like, um it is like it's a short-term sacrifice for a long-term reward but like it's doable and everything like that and that's why I am uh, like come come home for Christmas or whatever I've been out to see that and I'm like man it's shitty living so far from family but it is like in the long term you'll have learned so much and grown so much that um it is worth it but yeah it's it's like hard work at the time and same with like just the NFR specifically you know like it's hard work and late nights and shit but you're like oh fuck it passes so quickly like yeah. it's pretty wild yeah and just like only have a long ago you would only dream of this like yeah if this is the path then only have a long until you'll be competing in it too you know what I mean like it's yeah it's just the craziest journey but I think it's so cool yeah it's cool and now 
I'm back here in Lola Trixies. Lola Trixie. And yeah. Loving life. Yeah. And After the um, tornado. Yeah, literally. We, I came back home to have my summer Christmas and it's just about flooded. There was a tornado cyclone went through. 100 mil rain. And the first rodeo has been postponed, yeah, which I wasn't into that anyway, but just know that if I don't enter a rodeo, no one else should because it's always bad news. Yeah, they popped that rodeo back at day, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> Love it though. But, yeah, that was my NFR experience. I'm home for about three weeks, then head back to the old winter room. Um, this is this podcast together yeah surely we, we, we wanted, like we've had such an amazing year with this podcast i really think it was it was a big it sounded it sounds weird but it really did take a bit to kind of get off the ground i think yeah and i don't know when our first one was i guess we could look when we first released it, was, it but like it was not a year ago no, a year ago not. i was only finding the logo yeah no i think it might have been like april-ish yeah um, but definitely probably should know that off my heart. But, I, yeah, I think it was around April-ish and we – I feel like it's come ahead leaps and bounds. Like I'm – I don't know. I don't – I'm obviously a little bit base. And what is that word? Is it base? Day. Is that daft? No. Yes, I am daft. But whatever the word is where I'm like, I think it's good because it's mine. Oh, bias. Close. I'm a little bit based. <laughs> I'm a little bit biased. Yeah, I mean, same. And we just, I mean, we just like literally kind of winging it. Look, we're definitely winging it, but I think that, I don't know, I think we've been able to talk to some amazing people and it's opened up so many doors for us so far. And 2024 is only going to be bigger and better in so many ways between. We're like got a whole online platform we're going to launch. We have yeah. so much physical stuff going on. I'm sure your American life is just going to get even crazier. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be a whatever it is year. I'm just kind of playing by ear as it comes. Bobby's feeling good. Shout out to Rylan for riding in for me right now while I'm home so that as soon as I get home, I'll be able to do whatever I can with bow races and rodeos and stuff. But, yeah, I think it's going to be – um, it's going to be fun and I was a little bit disappointed my arena wasn't done when I got home but oh gosh, we tried 100 mil of rain kind of pulled us <laughs> up a bit the whole tornado that ripped our house apart yeah, pushed that. the fence over yeah <laughs> just that was some wild stuff that was wild shit I've never seen nothing like it um, but yeah we like have we have to thank so many to, so much to the people who have constantly listened to these and like sent in stories and stuff it's yeah we definitely are doing this in between a million other things and um Sometimes it is hard to prioritize, but yeah, yeah, we're so excited to keep doing it. I love doing it. Yeah, me too. And I guess we'll have a little bit of a break. We'll be back next year. I'm not going to give a definitive date because <laughs> you'll you'll see it when it launches. <laughs> what is the thing? Um, under promise, over deliver. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd we'll be back that. soon. Yeah, soon, guys. Soon. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for telling us your NFR story. That's okay. That's my pleasure. Um. Yeah, with absolute hoot. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Young Western Podcast. If you like this, you can head over to Facebook and find our closed Facebook page, the Young Western Podcast, or you can follow the links in our bio to all of our private Instagrams and TikToks and things like that. Any new episodes will be promoted on there, or you can email us at youngwesternpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.